Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, May 10th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, a lot to get into today. Let's, let's start with true freshmen that are going to play more than four games for Ohio State this year. As we all know, with the new rule, as of last year, you, yeah, guys can play four games and still redshirt. So let's get into a true freshman who might play more than four games. Um Offensively, who do you think might play more than four games as a true freshman for the Buckeyes this year? Offense, I think you could probably see uh, three kids that will play more than four games. Obviously, you want to start with Garrett Wilson, the highly regarded five-star wide receiver out of Texas. I do believe he's going to be uh, have a, a nice little role in this offense. He's going to be in a rotation with that group. So I expect him to play uh, pretty much all 12 games games as long as he's healthy in a form of special teams as well as being in a uh, wide receiver rotation. Depending on how the backfield shakes out with DeMario McCall's health, I think Marcus Crowley could see some touches and be in the mix because they, they can't travel on the road with only two true running backs. You never know what can happen at that position. So I think he will be there. I also think that he's going to need to cut his teeth a little bit on special teams, but I do believe he will be a guy that's looking for immediate playing time. looks Once he comes into the rotation, because I think he is a highly regarded five-star offense alignment. Uh, Ohio State is not extremely deep at the, at the offensive line position. They've told him to get ready uh, because he has the potential to be in that rotation. By no means do I think he will be a starter, but I think he can uh, be on that too deep. And depending on how Ohio State performs uh, against some of the lesser competition, Harry Miller is a guy that uh, could be seeing uh, valuable reps late in football games. I'm with you 100%, Jay Book. I think Garrett Wilson, Marcus Crowley, Harry Miller, those guys are playing more than four games um, unless they get hurt or something weird happens. But um, The only other guy that I wrote down as a question mark here Wide receiver Jamison Williams. I kind of have him as like on the fence. I, if I had to bet, I think he'll redshirt, like play four games and redshirt. But you never know, especially with, you know, you had Blue Smith leaving the program, even a walk on like Garen Prater, who they thought might help out a little bit, like as a third teamer. He's gone. You know, I'm thinking maybe, maybe Jamison Williams could play as a true freshman. What do you think about that? There's a is an outside chance potentially. I mean, he is a burner, a speed guy. I think it's going to be contingent on how he- how healthy that wide receiver room stays this year. Obviously, you have uh, some veterans there up at the top that's going to command a lot of playing time, and then there's some younger guys like a Jalen Harris and a Chris Alave, some guys who are really going to want to cut their teeth. And then uh, you also have Jalen Gill that's going to be in the mix there. So they had, he has some talent in front of him. I'm not sure if they're going to be willing to burn a year if they don't need him. Obviously, um, Brian Hartline commenting, I remember specifically right after the Clemson and Alabama game, he said, age is nothing but a number. Talent should always see the field. And if you're to believe what he says, 
He doesn't care if the guy's a, a true freshman or a younger kid. Uh, if you're talented enough to see the field, he's going to play you. Defensively, there's not a lot of guys that are true freshmen that are going to play more than four games. I've got two written down. I wonder if it's the same that you have. Um, who do you think is going to play as a true freshman more than four games defensively? Yeah, I only have one, and it's the obvious Sack Harrison. Uh, I think he's going to be the only one that gets into the rotation. If you look at the history of Larry Johnson, uh, he's had uh, a bevy of five-star defensive ends that he likes to put in situation football. If you go all the way back to, uh, you know, Noah Spence and, and the Bosa brothers and Washington and then Chase Young, and you just keep going down the line. Anytime he's had a highly regarded pass rushing specialist, he plays those guys, especially on third and long, when they can just pin their ears back and go get after the quarterback. So I think Harrison, who's the other kid that you that you have down? I was gonna say, I was gonna I wanted you to like try and guess. Do you want to try and guess who I have? Uh I think linebacker. Maybe DN. Ohio. Mr. Football. Uh, and I don't Nate have Stoner. Oh yeah, he, he could. He could. I mean, but did, but you also think about – I think he was probably see more on the special teams tip um, because I think there's – yeah, I think there's a lot of younger uh, talent there in that linebacker room that they feel really high on. Obviously, if he comes in like a man-child and he's just absolutely slamming people on their forehead, then he, he obviously can make an impact and get into that rotation. So it's to be determined. A lot of these freshmen, you know, they come in and they're highly regarded. Wait till the pads come on. We they know what they got uh, with the younger guys who's already enrolled, but the the kids that are going to be hitting the field come this come this summer, those are the ones you're going to really see what they're made of once they get hit in their mouth a couple times by some upperclassmen. Yeah, I'm pretty high on Cade Stover, um, but uh, you're right. I think with uh, it's going to be tough for him to see a lot of time defensively, but I think he will play in more than four games just because they want to get him out on, on special teams. He's an animal. Uh, he just is a football player. I just I love the kid. We'll see if he's like an outside linebacker at DN, but I do think he's going to play all over special teams. Um, switching gears, Jay Book, um, what are your realistic expectations for Ryan Day in year one? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question because obviously Ohio State fans, they're, they're always going to have uh, big expectations for the program. Uh, Ryan Day, he's stepping in to the position replacing the legend. So, you know, and he's a first time, first year, first time head coach. So what are the expectations? I know Ohio, there will be a Hall State fans that says uh, playoffs or bust. But to me, I think it comes down to two things is one beating Michigan and two winning the Big Ten championship. You, you're not looking at an absolutely murderous role. You have the most talented roster in the conference you have pretty much the most starters returning on defense obviously the defense didn't perform but you stepped outside of your box went and hired uh, a, a pretty much an entire new defensive staff poaching them from Michigan so I think my expectations for him is beating Michigan which would be absolutely devastating to that team up north in their program if they can come in his first year and take it to Jim Harbaugh who's pretty much struggled against his big time rivals and if he can get to back to Indy and win a, a, a big team championship I would say that would be a heck of an, a, a season and accomplishment for a first year head coach obviously I think Ohio State is not 
where they where Clemson or Alabama is at right now, they can't get there. Uh, but I think the the thing that really separates Clemson from Ohio State is the staff, uh, the staff turnover. Clemson has very little staff turnover. They've had the guys that's been with Dabo for seven or eight years. So it's it's a machine that they're operating on. I do think Ohio State has comparable talent. I would give Clemson the slight edge in the coaching uh, experience there. But I think on that first year, beating Michigan and getting to Indy will be a heck of a, a feather in the cap for Ryan Day. So well said. I, I really, I mean, I care. I shouldn't say I, I don't care what happens on top of that. But, you know, if Ohio State wins the Big Ten championship, they beat Michigan, you know, I mean, yeah, if they're in the playoffs, we're going to want them to do well. But that's the goal. I mean, beat Michigan, win the Big Ten title. Everything on top of that is gravy for year one. Very well said, Jay Buck. Um, again, switching gears, I, I, I hate to even bring this up, but we got to talk about it. Zach Smith was arrested yesterday on Thursday. Uh, here in the Columbus area, Delaware County, um, misdemeanor offense of violation of a protective order. Uh, now, his lawyer says that Zach's, S Zach's ex-wife is at fault. Uh, I mean, of course, the lawyers are going to blame you know the other parties. I mean, the bottom line, as you pointed out to me earlier, I mean, uh, when we talked off the air, um, this is just a mess for the kids. And, and that's what I feel bad about. Even Zach Smith's lawyer, Jay Book, Mentioned like he feels bad for the kids. Both parties could have acted better here. Um, just you know, another sad chapter in, in this book. Yeah, it's it's sad, and you hate to see that. Uh, you know, being a father of a young kid, obviously, I know it's tough. You know, not being able to see your kid on a day to day basis, and with them splitting custody, and the the entire situation, it just makes you sad because you want nothing but the best for those kids. No kid wants to be in a situation where the police are arriving uh, to their school and arresting their parents in front of their their peers and their in their other uh, classmates. So I hope Zach and, and his wife can find peace and work out whatever issues they have. Obviously, it's a tormented relationship, and and both have had trouble uh, history when it comes to the custody of the kids and. And the wife setting him up because he uh, dropped him off in front of the house. And everybody knows the, the documented history of the issues. So obviously, um, you know, you wish you wish the kids well. Hopefully, uh, Zach can, can find peace and he can get his situation worked out. But the, my main concern and focus would be is just making sure the kids are OK and taken care of. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We're talking about Earl Bruce's great grandkids. And if we weren't talking about Earl Bruce's great grandkids, they're just innocent kids. And hopefully, you know, the kids are able to, you know, stay out of the fray here and just uh, are able to, to grow up and be, um, I think, I believe it's a boy and a girl. So hopefully they're able to be a, you know, a good young man and a good young woman. Um, before I let you go, I, I know another thing you wanted to talk about. Michigan is currently in South Africa on their latest field trip. You know, they've been to Italy. They went to France last year. Now they're in South Africa. Um, I'll be honest. I've made fun of this. I mean, I, I mean, nothing that like, I mean, I've, uh, those trips all sound great. It just, it's just of all the other things that, that, uh, that Jim Harbaugh could be doing, you know, like winning, he's not doing, he's never been to Indianapolis, but he's been in South Africa now is the joke. <laughs> and, but, but you brought up a good, you know, a good, I mean, you know, Ohio state could do both. They could win and take cool trips. Should Ohio state be taking some of these trips abroad? What do you think? To me, you know, 
with Michigan, I look at it more as a gimmick. I mean, obviously, it's a tremendous experience for kids. You know, some some of these kids um, who are on scholarship, you know, they come up in, with a tough background. And anytime you can expose them culturally to different environments, that's a good thing in that sense. But I do believe that this is more of a recruiting gimmick with Jim Harbaugh uh, to say to other recruits, hey, look at us. We're the only school in the nation that's going to Italy and going to Africa. And, you know, hey, get for the kids, get you a free trip out of it and, and enjoy it and tear up the buffet line. But as far as Ohio State, I don't think this is something that they need to do. Obviously, uh, the brand recruits for themselves. They're playing on the big stage. They've been to Indy. They won the Rose Bowl. They've been in the playoffs. So for Ohio State, I don't think this is uh, something they need to follow suit on. Let Jim Harbaugh and, and his uh, crew go ahead and travel the world while Ohio State is dialed in, uh, getting ready for the season. Uh, obviously, uh, he can do that right now because he still has the backing of the donors and the alumni and the fan base. But I tell you what, there's going to be a lot of people absolutely salty if he try to pull another trip next year and he doesn't beat Ohio State or get to Indy this year. Um, so I think he can get away with it right now. Uh, my question is, who in the heck is footing that bill? I mean, packing a private plane, big old uh, jumbo airline and going all the way, all the way to South Africa with 100 plus people. I want to know who's putting that bill for them, because uh, I bet you it's going to be a hefty price tag at the end of the day. There's a lot of uh, rich Michigan donors. Not that there's not a lot of rich Ohio State donors, but there's a lot of rich Michigan donors paying for that stuff, my man. But no, you're right. Good points as always. He is the man. He is Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it, Jay Book. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate that as well. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Oh.